welcome back to another edition of the Spy Bar Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Swanton. So, another week on the European and PGA Tours, and another week in the resurgence of the old boys. Um, we had Danny Willett sorry, winning the DP World Tour Championship, which was the final event on the race to Dubai 2018. And uh, over on the PGA Tour, we had Charles Howell III uh, winning the RSM Classic in a playoff against Patrick Rogers. Um, again, it's uh, following the previous week where we had Westwood and Kucha winning respectively. Um, certainly feels like the old guard, although I think Danny Willett might have a little bit of an issue with me calling him old guard because I think he's only 30 or 31. Um, but certainly it's great to see uh, got a resurgence some of the the names that have been around on the on the tours for a number of years winning um, and breaking through uh, on the again I suppose um, there's some really fascinating statistics that kind of came out of the last uh, last weekend's events um, Danny Willett's win was the first win he had since the Masters in 2016 and obviously he had horrendous injury problems um, as well as complete loss of form fell out the top 100 uh, sorry top 400 in the world and actually missed 25 of his 63 cuts um, over that time period since winning the Masters um, so with that win he comes back into the world top 100 I think he's 91st in the world um, so just great to see him back he, he has shown shoots of form over recent months it's just good to see him back because he was a quality player um, nice to see him get it done and he was put under some serious pressure in the last few holes um, but managed to managed to win through by two shots what looked comfortable on the leaderboard but wasn't was anything but and he stuck in well so well done to him and also kudos to Charles Howe the third he uh, won his it was his third PGA Tour victory, but it came 333 starts after his last one. Um, and I've written down another stat. It, he has hit eight, 81,693 shots on the PGA Tour since his last victory. Um, I mean, the guy has won millions and millions and millions on the PGA Tour. Um, I think he's the longest to hold his card consecutively. Um, I think the only other person that's got more years of consecutive PGA Tour cards is Mickelson. Um, so, you know, what a what a great testament! What a, a wonderful uh, career he's had, and it's just amazing. He's only won uh, three times. Um, he held off Patrick Rogers, who's kind of a college. A college star who actually broke a lot of Tiger Woods' records when he was at Stanford. Um, Patrick Rogers just made the cut on the number, then shot 61-62 over the weekend, which is the lowest final 36 holes in PGA Tour history. So uh, he was on an absolute heater um, and great to see him come back in some form and hopefully he's going to get a win. He's had three second places now, runner-up finishes on the PGA Tour in his relatively young career, but hopefully he will make that next step up. And also, I think another good week by Cameron Champ. This guy is legitimate, isn't he? Um, I think it's another top five. I think he's had three top fives in 10 events uh, on the PGA Tour. It's going to be interesting when the big guns arrive in January just to see if he can maintain that form. But, you know, with the full series now concluded on the PGA Tour, that is some very, very impressive golf that he's put in his uh, first few starts and yeah, already already nailed on rookie of the rookie of the year unless somebody else comes out of the woodwork. Um, 
let's sort of just finish up with the DP Tour World Tour Championships. Um, again, another good week for Matt Wallace. He came second, tied second with Patrick Reed. He's had three victories this year on European Tour. Fabulous year. That's T2 meant that he finished in the top 10 in the race to Dubai and got some bonus money for that. Um, Reed, Patrick Reed birdied the last hole um, of the tournament to finish tied for second, which meant he leaped leaped over um, Tommy Fleetwood to claim second place in the race to Dubai which is the highest place uh, an American has ever finished on the race to Dubai so you know I know he's a little bit um, uh, how do I put it Marmite are probably the best way to put it in terms of um, you know how you feel about the man but yeah, his golf game has been excellent this year and uh, you know, obviously the win in the Masters helped massively on his race to Dubai but even so good year good year by him and a very good performance in the tournament uh, last week Um we obviously can't not mention uh, Molinari. Um, he didn't have. He started off very, very well on Thursday, and then just I think ran out of steam. Um, and the same for Fleetwood. It's a shame because Fleetwood had an okay round one and a very good round two. Was in very good position, but over the weekend just completely ran out of steam. You saw a couple of emotional press conferences. Uh, where he just clearly just ran out of steam. It was just too much for him to do to try and uh, uh, overtake Molinari. But you can't take away from both guys having fabulous seasons. But Molinari is, had, has a season to, uh, uh, for the ages, I would say. I mean, obviously winning the Open. He won the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. He finished second in his home Open, the Italian Open. He won the Quicken Loans on the PGA Tour. And he became the first European to win five points in the Ryder Cup. Just a phenomenal season for him. And uh, you know, I really, just a testament of somebody who's worked very hard continuously over the years on his game. And long may that continue moving forward because he just seems like such a top bloke. Um, both him and Fleetwood are you know, people you want to play, you want to see be successful. And it's great that they've had the years uh, that they have. Um in terms of other news last week, we had, um, I seem to be a week behind on my prediction. So Abraham Anser won the uh, his first professional tour event. He won the Emirates Australian Open by five shots, which is actually the largest, um, uh, equal the largest ever victory, uh, only matched by the likes of Greg Norman, uh, Jack Nicholas, Jordan Speed, and Adam Scott. So not uh, not bad company he's, uh, he's holding there. I predicted him to win the week before, but again, I mean, it's another great performance by him. He's having a very good start to his 2018-2019 season and, and again another fillet in the cap for Mexican golf um, you know coming off the back of Gabby Lopez's win on the LPGA tournament last week too so Mexican golf is on the rise which is good to see and then on the LPGA Tour, um, the CME Group Tour Championship Final, we had Lexi Thompson um, dominating the field, basically beating Nelly Corder by four strokes. Uh, another top five for Aria Jutanagan, just again further um, cementing her status as clearly the best player in the women's game at the minute. Um, so good good weeks have by all. Um, uh, in terms of what to expect this week, or actually one final note, um, the world number one has changed hands again. Uh, Brooks Kepka was playing in a Japan Open. He needed to finish solo 11th in order to retain his uh, number one status. He finished 12th. So uh, by virtue of a th- hundredth of a point, uh, Justin Rose has retaked world number one status. Although I do believe he's going to lose it again next week. So these guys are going to clearly flip-flop world number one over the next uh, couple of months. Um, just uh, Let's just see how things pan out at the beginning of next season. Um, moving on to this week. So this week's an interesting one. We have the start 
of the race to Dubai 2018-2019 um, out in Hong Kong. We've got the ISPS Handa Melbourne World Golf uh, World Cup of Golf, which happens every couple of years. Um, and there's no event on the PGA Tour. And of, but of course, um, in its absence, what we do have on Friday, we have the match between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. Um, I'm going to kick off with the ISPS Handa Melbourne World Cup of Golf. Um, so this is kind of a country um, uh, tournament. It happens every couple of years. It, it, it was going to happen every odd year, um, but for whatever reason, it's now happening every even year. Um, it's a basically a 72-hole stroke play event. It's a bit like uh, the Zurich Classic in New Orleans has become. So round one and round three, are four ball competitions and round two and round four of foursomes uh, competitions. Uh, 28 teams in the event. Um, I think kind of notable teams, you've got the US, you've got Australia, Belgium, Denmark, England, France, Ireland, uh, South Korea, uh, Spain, South Africa, etc. A couple of randoms, got Greece in there and Venezuela um, in there too. USA have dominated this event, having won it 23 times previously. And they've got a good team this time around. They've got Matt Kuchar, obviously won last week in good form, and Carl Stanley, who I think is kind of wildly known on the PGA Tour as literally the most accurate person off the tee. Um, so certainly in foursomes, expect those two to do pretty well because Kuchar's pretty, uh, pretty solid off the tee as well. If they can get the putters going, they're both a bit hit and miss with the putter, but if they can get the putter rolling, uh, expect them to do very well this week. Um, in terms of favourites, you can't look past... Leishman, Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith for Australia. I think they're probably the up there with the highest ranked pair. Um, and Cameron Smith coming off a fairly decent week at the Emirates Australian Open where he finished 10th. They're obviously playing in Melbourne. That's where Leishman grew up playing his golf as well. And he, I know he loves the conditions down there. So you'd have to think that, um, you know, those guys being favourites makes total sense. Um, for me, I'm kind of going with a... I'm going with a Ryder Cup theme and I'm going a bit patriotic here. I'm going with England. England are second favourites at 15-2. to two. Um, And I just fancy them this week. I mean, you've got Poulter and Hatton, both fiery competitors. Um, you know, Poulter's obviously well known for his exploits on the Ryder Cup um, over, over the years. Hatton put up a good performance this year at the Ryder Cup. I think their sort of competitive personalities will play out quite well. And what can sometimes be a bit more of... Um, had a sort of an exhibition match. You know, these these guys are so competitive. I expect them to be you know, chomping at the bit to try and win here. Um, I wouldn't also be surprised if if the last winners of the event, which was Denmark and Olsen and Kelson, and they're playing again this year, I expect them to be there or thereabouts as well. You know, again, Olsen's been in great form all year round. Kelson less so, but he doesn't ever miss any fairway. So again, from a foursomes perspective, I expect those those two to be really really strong. Um, in terms of outsider bets, I I'm going to go with I think a bit of a fun bet. I'm going with Thailand at twenty nine to one. You've got um, Afi Barmrat. Afi Barmrat's had a sneaky good year on both the PGA and European Tour. Um, he had a good good week last week. I think he had top ten finish last week at the DP World Tour Championship. So yeah, he's in some decent form. He's been in good form all year round. And you've got he's partnering Prom Misa Misa Wat um, this week. 
and I mean they they are definitely going to be the two um, largest personalities is probably the politest way of putting it on the uh, in the event this week. Um, I just like the way that the Afi Barma and and in fairness Misawat play golf. They're they're very aggressive, um, which is quite a nice format to have. It might might get them a little bit of trouble in the foursomes, but certainly from a four ball perspective, I expect them to do pretty well. So um, my my winner pick this week is England, and the outsider is Thailand. Um, the other kind of main event to look out for this week is the Honma Hong Kong Open, um, which is the first event, and it's a co-sanctioned Asian and European tour event, and it kicks off the 2019 race to Dubai. Um, they've actually got some decent people in the field. They've got um, Tommy Fleetwood playing, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Lucas Beauregard. You've also got a couple of the guys who made it through on the Challenge Tour, so like Joachim Hansen, who won the Challenge Tour uh, money list. So it's a bit like the full season um, on the PGA Tour where you'll get quite a lot of the guys who've sort of graduated up from the Challenge Tour. They'll play a couple of these first events out in Asia because they know none of the big guys are going to necessarily, or not many of the big guys are going to be in there. So it gives them a chance to try and get some good positioning um, in the race to Dubai and obviously to retain their European car for the following season. Um, and over the last couple of years, we've had some interesting winners on there. You've, you've had the likes of Wade Ormsby and Sam Brazil, um, both Australian kind of journeymen who flitted in between staying on the tours and and, and and dropping down into other tours. You've also had some big guns winning this event, like Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez has won it four times, etc. in the past. So it, it's a good event. It's got a great f- couple of final stretches, risk-reward final holes, which always it's always a, a tournament that kind of tends to get down to the, the 72nd hole, which always makes it quite interesting on, the, on a Sunday morning here in the UK watching it. Um, f- for me this week, I'm going to back. I'm going to back Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Um, he finished tied 18th last week at the DP Tour Championship. So solid. He's not had a stellar year this year, but he had a very good back end of the summer in the lead up to the Ryder Cup. I thought he was very unlucky not to get in the Ryder Cup, and in fact, I think it would have been a hard decision for Thomas Bjorn between him and Garcia for that last spot. Um, but yeah, tied 18th uh, at the DP Tour Championship. He finished second, tied for second last year uh, in this event. Just a, he's a class act, and uh, kind of nine to one. I think I quite fancy him as a as a good winning bet. I think he's fourth favourite to win the event, so uh, I fancy him to do well this week. And in terms of outsider bet, I was really tempted to go with Miguel Angel Jimenez um at 67 to 1 i know he's had a, a good year in the champions tour um he's won a couple of times out there uh, already this year he's just a class act isn't he he's won it four times so he's got got history on his side i just wonder whether length might be a little bit of a challenge for him just versus some of the some of the younger guns on there so with that in mind, I'm going to go for Sam Horsfield at 55 to one. Um, he had a good rookie season on the PGA Tour. Um, a bit of a disappointing final round at the DP Tour Championships. He was in a relatively good position, kind of top 30, but two overs sort of dropped him right down to sort of 40th um, in the DP World Tour Championship. But still, a really fabulous first season for him. 55 to one. I expect him to make a breakout. He's been come close a couple of times this year. Most recently, the British Masters. Um, 
he's, he's a class act. He's somebody to look out for. I think he's going to win at some stage over the next 12 months. So uh, why not in a, in a field that's perhaps not quite as strong? And I think some of those top guys I mentioned, the likes of Fleetwood, Reed, Sergio, there might be a little bit fatigued after kind of a busy few weeks with uh, Ryder Cup and other big events and um, just running a little bit out of steam. So let's see. And then the kind of the final event that we need to talk about is the match. Um, so the match is the kind of the charity event between Tiger and Phil uh, played at Shadow Creek Golf Club in Las Vegas where they're playing for $9 million match play event. Um, it's sort of an interesting event. I think a lot of people kind of are not quite sure how to take it. Um, it's certainly going to be intriguing to watch although to be candid I'm not sure how we can watch it in the UK Um, I know that there's some negotiations discussions going on between Sky and 11 Sports for some sort of highlights package I understand but that's not being confirmed as yet so if you're in the UK we're unlucky if you're in the US you can I know it's on pay-per-view so um, I'm not sure whether we'll get to see it or not but I think we'll we'll see some form of highlights in some shape or form Um, but yeah, effectively, it's a it's a it's a match play event. I know they're going to have some side bets on the side, like closest to the pin, etc. On the way round, there's been loads of stuff on social media coming out over the past week or so, just kind of promoting the event, which looks quite funny. I think kind of the the highlight being Tiger Woods saying he spent the, uh, he was asked a question, "How are you going to get into Phil Mickelson's head, or are you going to try and get into Phil Mickelson's head?" To which his response was, "I've been in Phil's head for the last twenty years," which was brilliant. Uh, and then he followed it up with, "Just look at the W column." Um, so I think it's it's going to be an interesting week. Um, the course itself, so Shadow Creek is quite an exclusive cl- um, club. I know it has like limited membership which includes the like of Michael Jordan uh, Barack Obama um, so kind of very exclusive golf membership it's uh, Tom Fazio design so um, lots of water uh, kind of funky greens funky angles uh, kind of over the top Vegas style you can play this course if you are staying in an MGM hotel in Las Vegas and happy to part with 500 bucks. Um, so uh, it is something that is available to people, but only if you stay in an MGM hotel. I have personally tried to play there three three times and not been able to get on. I've been kicked off twice by um, a specialist member, apparently, uh, who I just assume is going to be Jordan or Obama just, for my, just to kind of appease myself. But I think it'll be intriguing to watch. It's a bit of a gimmicky thing. Um, it's a shame we didn't have this kind of 10, 15 years ago at the height of their, uh, I suppose, the height of the competition between these two. But look, it's going to raise some money for charity, which is good. Um, it's just a bit different, isn't it? And there's nothing else. There's no PGA Tour event. So kind of just takes, yeah, it's just something something interesting to watch. So, I mean, I'm not going past Tiger. Tiger's going to win this, isn't he? I, you know, I know Phil's great and all that, but I just think Tiger's, Tiger's the better golfer. He's played the better golf all year round. He's in better form. Um, so unless Phil's done something magical over the last, uh, I'd say, two months, um, it's sort of all post-Ryder Cup. I can't see anyone but Tiger winning this and probably winning fairly handily. Um, so anyway, there we have it. So a bit of a quieter week this week. Um, but uh, I think kind of some interesting and different golf to watch this week. So look, um, whatever you're doing, whatever you're watching, if you're watching the match, enjoy that. Hopefully we'll get to see some highlights here in the UK. Um, But uh, in the meantime, enjoy your golf this weekend and I'll catch up with you next week. Cheers for now. (laughs) 